Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. We have an amazing guest host here today, the one and only Dolly Halbert. Donnie, Dolly, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jesse? Oh, I'm so excited to do this with you today. So um, this is a topic that's come up um, a number of times in other masterminds lately. And uh, every time it comes up, I'm like, oh, we really need to dive deeper into this. So I'm glad that you were here today. We are talking about working with seniors. Yep. And I don't know if you have any different terms that you use for that group. I know everyone's, no, we're, we're good with working with seniors. Yeah, working with seniors works. All right, cool. So so tell me a little bit about, first of all, how long have you been in real estate for? Uh, 37 years. 37 years. So I know we've talked before uh, and you've sold plenty of houses over your career, but part of your factor of you ended up working with seniors is because you've been doing this so long, your your own client base just kind of kind of aged into that group, correct? Unfortunately, yes. Now okay. that I have gotten old, they have gotten old along with me. So, <laughs> well, well, I won't say you've gotten old, but if you do this 34 years, clearly you've had clients that have you know aged there. So we're, we're going to talk today, guys, some specific strategies that when you're actually working with the senior community that can help you um, service them better, do a little better. We'll also talk though about attracting clients. Even if you haven't done this for 34 years, Dolly has some other ways that she does attract clients uh, you know, in this community. So uh, first of all, just from the top, is is working with the senior community to you different than working with uh, other clientele? And if so, and how, how is it different? Yes, it definitely is different because it's certainly a big transition with people as it, because seniors are doing a couple of different things. Either they're downsizing from the big house after their kids have grown and, and gone to uh, an over 55 community, which is not that last step, or we're going to the house where they've been and they're going into uh, assisted living. And that's a whole different dynamic. And you really have to treat those folks with a lot of care and a lot of love because there's a lot going on emotionally with them. So uh, a whole different dynamic between the two, the ones that are going, getting rid of the big house and going to the small house are usually pretty excited about being done with it. And the others are looking at end of life kind of decisions. And that's a different, uh, a different mindset. Interesting. It is very different with each of those populations. So, so I guess we can break it down within those. So, and what I'm hearing though, in both cases are, in this in this new real estate market where I find most of the buyers and sellers are moving based on life decisions, right? Or life changes. Yes. This is a population that are you still seeing a lot of, you know, a, a large percentage of your clients that are in this category? One of these two categories because of their, you know, it's life changes that's causing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and again, it's that um, we're tired of uh, the upkeep of the big house. We don't want to have to do that anymore. And or we can no longer manage stairs or there's a health concern or something. I just finished with one and it's taken four years from the time she called me to be able to get into the assisted living where she wanted to be. 
And it's a constant um, checking in on her, see how she's doing as she's trying to get rid of the things in her home, um, going and having lunch with her. It's not, uh, we're going to go do our our CMA, we're going to present it, we're going to be done with the whole thing. It is coddling, it's it's caring. Um, Not sure, are you familiar with the term, and this is one of my favorite ones, of getting to the red with people? Are you familiar with that? No, tell me about it. Love it. Uh, This is an old Joe Stump thing. And I watched him years ago on stage where he was speaking with an agent. um, And we were again, this was years ago. If we could make one hundred thousand dollars in real estate, we were really excited. So that was that was the goal. And uh, this he he invited this gal up on the stage and he said, what's your goal? And she said, if I could make thirty five thousand dollars this year, I'd be happy. And the whole audience was like, 35. Why do you only want to make 35? And so he started asking questions. And I, again, real estate is all about asking questions. And it was, well, tell me more. Um, explain that to me. Um, uh, help me understand those basic questions. And again, with a senior population, it's never, you're not making the right decisions. Or let me tell you, it's tell me more. Help me understand why is this important to you? And by the time he finished with that gal, we found out her husband was really sick. She needed enough money to be able to just sustain their lifestyle. She wanted to spend time with him. And it was getting to the red, uh, getting to her heart. And that was so when I find that I'm going out on listing appointments, no matter who the population is, and I'm talking more than I'm listening I I mess up. So from time to time, I'll either wear red or I will put a red ribbon around my wrist so mm-hmm. that I will remember to get to the red with my clients. So it doesn't matter what the population is. It's just it matters. How do you listen and how do you care? Oh I, oh, I love that. I've never heard that. I do love that. So so do you find do you ask different questions with a senior population or do you ask them in a different way or is it just just ask more questions and go deeper? I think you ask more questions and go deeper because they do have more motivation. Sometimes it's kids that are pushing them. Sometimes they don't want to go to assisted living. Sometimes, and you need to understand um, what the motivation is as to why they're doing it. Uh, It may not be the right decision for them, but you can't tell them that. You know, that's not your decision, but you can help them discern whether it's the right decision or not as you ask those questions. Um, You have to be very, very careful because obviously you don't want to get involved too deeply involved in a family situation. But still, they need to understand that if they sell their house and then they're moving on. And so there are you do go deep with them. You you have to go deep with them. Hmm. And you you made another comment a minute ago kind of about you worked with this client for about, you know, four years to get to this Mm -hmm. point. Is the cadence a lot longer? And is that your natural personality? Do do you are you do you normally like to nurture for time? Or are you more someone that typically would like, all right, let's go list the house. Let's get it. Let's get it sold. It it depends. It depends on the client. You know, and again, I'm a, a fan of the disc profile. Uh, you know, there's some that, you know, a, a high D, you better be there. You better give them the facts. You better be done. You better be out of the door. You're not going to sit there and talk to them about anything. And it, so if you're, you know, the, if it's a nurturing person, you're going to have to nurture that person. So you've got to know your clientele and understand who you're talking to. Um, Lynn, uh, the one that was four years, 
she needed that. She needed us to show up for lunch. And of course, COVID happened during that. Uh, she had leukemia. She couldn't get out. So, you know, we would show up and, and my whole team did it. Um, so we show up and take her lunch and we still are going to see her. I mean, she's in her assisted living place. She's happy um, and still brought by. And now that she can get out, take her to lunch and do things with her. So, but she also knows many other seniors. Right. So there's the connection that will help eventually, but it's still that love for the the, the your clientele. So, so there's a couple of things that I want to unpack for, from the the referral standpoint, but also from the connection. Let's talk about the uh, um, really the service side in terms of we're going to talk strategy. We're going to talk about how to generate sales and make money. But every time I talk to someone who serves the senior population. I tend to see this undercurrent of the heart where like you truly want to serve and make this connection. Do you think that's important in working with the senior population? A- absolutely. If you don't want to serve them, stay away from them. Um, you go go back and, you know, do the the the, the quick sales and the the ones that are going to sell their house, move on in the throes of life. That that's the population you need to stick with, but you have got to have a servant's heart to help these folks because they're making big time decisions. And these are a lot of times end of life decisions. Yeah. Do, do you find you develop pretty deep relationships with, with these, with this population, with these clients? Absolutely. And most of these relationships have been, you know, 20 and 25 year relationships. These are a lot of my clients that I have kept in touch with my entire career. And so we've done several transactions already by the time we get to this point. Got so it. it's easy. Yeah. And, and and you said on, on the other side, then in terms of, um, you know, generating clients, I know when we were chatting earlier, you said you do have, is it an attorney or you also get some, mm-hmm. some referrals. Tell me about that relationship. Cause for anyone listening, if they're like, okay, I have been doing this for 30 years, right? right? What are some ways that you can, can, that can tap into and market to this population or create relationships? Where do you get referrals into this population from? Well, for one, I get referrals from my date, my database in general. And some of those are, are my younger clients. They will refer their parents or their aunts or their uncles or those types of people that are ready to make a move. Uh, and then others are, uh, I do have one really good attorney that will send me people that um, that are ready to to do something and to make their move. Because again, he knows he knows my heart. He knows that I'm going to take really good care of them. So, um, I, and then I do some estate work that way as well. Again, with the family after uh, someone has passed away, going in and handling, you know, finishing up and, and selling the property after a parent has died. What what type of attorney is that? If someone's going to go out to start to connect with different attorneys and build a relationships. Attorney, well, in North Carolina, so that that's different because you guys most states use escrow companies. Right. So we use a closing attorney here. So um, it's an attorney that I've just built a relationship with over the years, and that's who I send the majority of my business, my closings to, mm-hmm. and so they know me well, and they um, so that when I, something comes up, now he does. He has always told me. He says I have to send out any referral to at least two agents. I can't just send it to you. I have, so you will have some competition, but that's easy. <laughs> All right. We have time. We'll talk about why the competition is easy in a minute. So I want to know, you have young, you know younger clients that are sending their, their older relatives to you. Have you, posi- have you done anything to consciously position yourself in your mind? Like we are experts at working with people in this transition. Do you have resources? Is it how you communicate? What, what do you think it is that you, or are you just like, because you represent all real estate to these people that no matter who it is, they're going to refer them to you? I, I think that's it. Uh, I believe it's that I represent all real estate to them because when they think the client base that I've got, um, when they think real estate, they just send me whoever it is. So I don't know that it's so much that, although again, 
this doesn't help with the younger people that are listening. I think age has a lot to do with that. Um, unfortunately, that's at least you get something for being old, you know, um, <laughs> I've earned my strikes. So if there are people that are, um, that, uh, like somebody that's got a little bit of, well, it's not great only because, um, I, I have somebody that takes care of that for me, but if they want somebody that's gray haired that, that can come in and, and, and understand them, they, they know that they can send mom to me and I'll take care of mom. For them. Absolutely. So, so, so if you had to start again, I mean, Sam just asked that question and I love this thing because it's kind of where I was going. If, if you were going to give advice to an, to an agent who is just starting to enter this market, what would you, uh, other than tell them to sell houses for 30 years and wait for your clients to get older, <laughs> right? What would you, what would you tell them to do and Start, would it be creating, you know, blog posts, articles, content, the education around this community? Would it be targeted marketing, building relationships? What do you think you'd say to do first? Well, I I have actually been approached by some of the assisted living uh, facilities here in our in our local area because they know that I do work with some of the seniors. So I think, and I have not tried that. I think that is a, a marvelous idea because in order for people to go to assisted living, they need to sell their property. So um, we're working on that and working on adding that to our um, our website as you know an expert in helping people to make that transition. So I do think that that's a really good um, a good place, and then to do some. Um, you know, some pay-per-click kind of things with with Google and all, just just to see if we can draw some more attention to it. Um, and I think again, with the database that you already have, even even being a new agent, letting people know that you've got the heart for it. I, Armand, he has a gal on his team who's, you know, she's probably in her forties um, that is doing a great job with seniors. So she has found that niche. She, you don't have to be old to do it. I think anybody can do it. I think you hit the nail on the head though, but in your, in your branding and your marketing and all of it, you have to position it in a way that you have the heart for it, right? It's, it's, especially when you think about those two populations, you have the ones that are kind of downsizing, but then the ones moving into assisted living where there's typically a fa- I find there's a family member involved. Do you, yes. you find that also? So if, if you're going to market yes. to them, you may not be marketing to the person who's actually moving into assisted living. You might be marketing to the person who's the family member who's doing research for the, the person who's at that phase of life. Ab- absolutely. And I'm doing one right now. And um, we're, we've got two 93-year-olds and his son is, I actually helped the 93-year-olds move here. So they're my clients as well, but the son is who I'm dealing with right now. And all the questions, because they're they're kind of past being able to make decisions. So all the calls are with the son as to what are we going to do with mom and dad? And we're selling property in California. We need to do 1031 exchanges and helping them get all the trusts set up and all of that and helping them. I mean, it gets very complicated in a lot of the things we do because you have to be able to understand that you know, if something happens to one of them, they need a living trust to be able to funnel money into it. So there's a lot of pieces and moving parts to all of it. Um, but another one that went into assisted living, her son was, he finally said, you know, this is stressing mom out so much. Would you mind just communicating with me? And it's like, yes, I'm happy to communicate with you. I'm so happy to have a son that loves their parents so much that they want to take that stress off the parents. So everything we did as we were finishing up that sale, he handled for his parents. And of course the parents knew what was going on. And, um, but Every document that needed to be signed, he was there when the DocuSign came through and helped him with. So um, kids get very involved. 
I love it. So, so in terms of that, that specific advice, you know, for Sam, who was asking, you could build relationships with existing living facilities who might, who will know what's going on advanced to refer out business, right? Mm -hmm. You could market to the family members, whether it be through Google, Facebook, click, Facebook, Google, pay-per-click, but some sort of educational or informational things to help people try to figure out how do you help a parent, uh, you know, transition. Like there's a, there's a lot of, if you look at what the content's out there and put out your own version with your own spin, I mean, this is, it's not an easy thing when you start thinking about how do you help a parent transition to that next phase of their life. Absolutely. And we have resources for, because when you start thinking about it, and especially someone coming from a very large house, even downsizing to the smaller house, what do you do with the stuff? We have resources for uh, estate sales. So we we can help them with, we can take it from the very beginning all the way to the end with them as to, uh, yes, we can set you up with the estate sale people. They can come in and they, they're they going to make your life easy. All you have to decide is what do you want to keep? They're going to they're gonna come in and do an estate sale before you get rid of everything else. And then you can make the move very easily. Our whole team is extremely talented in, and again, in the love and caring for these folks. Um, and the one thing I have always told every agent on my team is when you start looking at your dollars and your commission checks, you're going to fail. When you start leading with your heart and with love and everything that you do, you're going to be extremely successful in real estate. So when you you put it in that perspective, and it, it doesn't matter whether it's a first-time homebuyer or whether it's a senior um, if you, um, obviously you got to watch the money at some point, but you know, if, if it's about the compassion and the love of the people, you're going to be extraordinarily successful. Yeah. Um, there's a quote question in the chat box that maybe we can, we can work through this Dolly. Um, let's see, making a note here for G on the last thing Dolly said was, it was a great quote, by the way, if you want to edit that out for a clip, uh, that was, I love what you said, Dolly. So, so here's the question for, from Lindsay. Lindsay is saying she's in a precarious situation because she has a, a seller, uh, she's trying to help move out of the house. Who's going to be moving to an assisted living facility, but that seller needs the money from the sale of the house. Um, have you ever had a facility work with you in that situation where, where like, what do you do there, Dolly? Well, it, yeah. And I think it's up to the facility because the one that I did for four years, she had not sold her house and they gave her six months to be able to to sell her house and come in. So I think that that is really just a facility um, uh, decision. So I would ask her if she's asked those questions of that particular facility. And this is the nicest facility we have in our area that did it. So it was um, and, and one of the most high in demand facilities. So I think I would just ask her to make sure she's asked the right questions. Um, otherwise, is if there's a way of doing some, you know, pulling some money out of the house, you know, doing a um, a HELOC or something like that to have enough money to get started and making sure her house is going to sell, or even a reverse mortgage. I think that might even work. Yeah, so I was just wondering reverse mortgage because the, the HELOC you, you just couldn't have it listed for sale when you were doing the HELOC. So it's it's, it's well, so I mean, hard. You do, it, you do it first, you know, you do right. it fast, and then, then right. put the house on the market. So that we do a lot of those here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We got about 10 minutes. Uh, I have a number of more questions, but is there anything, Dolly, we didn't cover that that you want to make sure we, we talk about in terms of um, things that you've done that worked or things that you're currently doing? I mean, just you do so much with referral generation. Is there anything that you've, you know, you've done with your clients over the years that that's been helpful? Uh, not necessarily leaning towards seniors. I mean, just general referral stuff is I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. So that okay. takes hours. So we uh, won't get into that. So. 
All right, we'll have you we'll have you back to talk about referral generation in general. So, but but, but anything anything else specifically? Because otherwise, I've got more questions I can ask okay, you. And you, you want to make sure we cover? No, no, I think we're good. Keep going. All right, cool. So, so um, on a sense of working with seniors, we we so far we figured out we're going to have a slower cadence in general, mm-hmm. right? We're going to meet them where they're at. If you don't if you don't have a heart, you don't serve. That like you don't coming from service. This isn't the population for you. Um, in your communication, you're asking more questions, or I'm just kind of recapping what you've, what we've right. learned so far um, in terms of the, the group that's downsizing. Cause we didn't really talk as we've talked a lot about the ones going into the assisted living, the uh-huh. group that's downsizing, right? Do you find that they typically start? Is there any in general, do they start by looking at the next house they're going to look at? Do they start by looking at selling their current house? Does it, is, is everybody different? Everybody's different. It depends on their financial situation. And most of the ones that I've dealt with are able to go ahead and and buy before they sell, which is really nice because then they've got plenty of time to make that transition. It's much easier. So rarely do I have those that have got to sell something because that stress level, again, when you start getting into that age group, gets very hard when I've got one right now that, that had to sell and before they bought. And it is just a mess at this point because I get a call about every hour on the hour from them about something else that is just more than they can because they've been in their house for 30 years and we have sold it. And now they've backed out of the deal that they were going to buy and they're off in another state looking at houses and it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm not sure how, it, but when I talk to them, it's very calm. It's it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Don't you worry. It's all good. Um, so, But the majority of them are able to go ahead and, and buy before they sell. But um, if not, it, it can be extremely challenging because all of a sudden they have sold their house and it is, oh no, what have I done? And how am I going to manage this? And you're the manager. It, it really sounds like so many of the normal things you, I mean, all the agents deal with clients, but just magnify because of the scope of the years. They've been in the house for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It feels like they might not be doing this again. Like, like this is the last dollars they're taking out of the sale of a property. I, I, those are the things that seem to magnify the normal issues you get. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And a lot of times you're dealing with health issues as well. So you've got to think about that. And then the other thing, um, it depends on their age. So if you're starting to get up into the 80s, most of them do not communicate with, um, they don't use a computer very well. So there are a lot of in-person visits. You're dropping by and having them sign things in person. Um, some of them are not mobile. So we do have a notary on our team that goes and has things notarized mm. uh, to, to uh, you know provide that service for them. So it's a whole nother level. You talked about DocuSign and they just gloss over. Um, you do not text. You you know, it's, it's always a phone call. And when it's a phone call, you better plan on being on the phone a good 30 minutes because you're not going to get them off because most of them are, are lonely. So it's, uh, again, a whole nother it's a whole nother level of of dealing with folks. It really is. All right. Sue's got a great question here. She She said. How do you manage memory issues? I mean, we've had a few clients like this, and it's not everybody, but there definitely are seniors that have some memory issues. What, what do you? How do you handle that? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You keep repeating things for one thing, um, and if there's severe memory issues, that's where you go with with a family member because you you've got to be really really careful. 
or make sure you document everything, have things in writing, um, even if because they, they will have an email account of some sort. So you want to memorialize anything that you said just to keep yourself out of trouble. So if they have agreed to something and then they have forgotten that later, say, well, do you remember that we talked about that on Thursday and I sent you an email about that? Go back and check that. So that type of thing will help. But I've not had anybody with severe memory issues that I did not have a family member involved. So that's going to be the key is to make sure that you've got somebody involved that can um, that can help you through through that piece. But just those, well, yeah, I forgot I told you that or, uh, you know, it's it is best. Uh, I like a lot of things in writing with 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 folks, even if they're they te- they've all got an email address somewhere. Or they've got a child with an email address that yeah. memorialize it. Yeah. And, and typically, I would imagine that if someone has m- moderate to more severe memory issues, they've had enough other factors in their life that their family members have started to become involved. This isn't the first time they've had an encounter something where they need the family member, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and the other thing that we have issues with are hearing problems as mm-hmm. well. So um, I had one that uh, she couldn't hear worth a flip. And every time I would call and her husband was out of the room, she would answer the phone and she could never hear me. So it was like, please just don't pick up the phone. Just leave it until your husband comes back in the room and then he can, then I'll call again. So, um, yeah, it, it, there, there can be some fun challenges. It, it's, it seems so common sense, but it's but it's really good for anyone who's not worked with this population much, which is like, hey, if you have someone with hearing issues, make sure you get the spouse if there is one or if someone else. Because I can see that being very frustrating otherwise if someone... Uh-huh. Can't really hear you on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. As you can, I, I office in my house, and my husband is downstairs, and he knows when I am talking to some of my seniors because I'm yelling, and he can hear me downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows my business very, very. Uh, he hears all of it, so he says, "Oh, well, you were talking to so and so today, weren't you? How's that going?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so out so of all the years working with seniors, I mean, I'm assuming this is a population you enjoy working with, correct? Uh-huh. What is it about, I mean, we're getting close to the end here, so so I got a couple of questions, but what is it about this population that, that you enjoy? Is it the fact that you know you're truly helping is something yeah. that, is it? yeah, T- tell me about it. Well, again, it's a heart thing, and you know that you're doing the right thing for them. And I think there are people in our profession, unfortunately, that take advantage of people. And I don't take advantage of people. So I know that I'm serving them well. I'm doing the very best that I can, and I'm getting them from one place to another. And at some point, somebody's going to have to do that for me, and I hope that I get the same service. Uh, Although I do have a son in real estate, so I'm hoping he'll be the one that does that. (laughs) I love it. Um, you, you, you actually just brought up a good point there before we run out of time. It, sometimes there's multiple, sometimes there's not many options. They literally, there's one path they go down, but sometimes there is multiple options. How did you learn about all of the options? How did you get yourself educated? What do you recommend anyone listening to this does to kind of further their education if they want to go deep with this population? That's a good question. Because uh, most people already, ha- they've done their research. They know really what they want to do. And it's, it's family involvement more than anything, because you're really not helping them make the decisions whether they're going into assisted living or whether they're going into the next house, because their family's going to know, their doctor's going to know as to what they need. So that one, I, you don't really get too heavily involved in. Okay. If they say they want to buy another house, I mean, I will say to someone that's, you know, 
85 years old that's buying a house that's a two-story house with steps. Are you sure you really want to look at that house? Maybe we ought to look at something all on one level. So those types of things, you know, you can kind of steer them in that direction. But as opposed to assisted living to something else, that that's more of a family discussion. Yeah, I love it. Well, Sue, just ask a great question as we, as we kind of wrap up here. She said, do you have a buyer or seller guide? She'd love to see it for reference. Do you have anything you use as like a buyer or a seller guide? I do not, but that's a great idea. So I'm going to chat GPT this afternoon and we will put one together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that chat GPT worked its way into this conversation about working with seniors. Um, so, so if someone does want to get a hold of you, Dolly, just ask questions about working with seniors or if they have a referral, right? First of all, tell them the area you work and how, how can someone get a hold of you? Well, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Research Triangle Park area. And then, um, yeah, I'm happy to pop up my uh, my email address and phone number if you would like, or somebody can do that for me. How do I do that? I guess Perfect. I'll, we'll, we'll put it in the chat box here and we'll also okay. put it in the, I got your phone number and email. We'll put it in there. Okay. Yeah, the I'm chat more than box. happy to talk to anybody about any of this because it's a fun population to work with. They're, um, you know, again, incredible people. Most of them, every now and then you get a really mean one, so you have to be careful, but... <laughs> Sam's got one more question before we wrap up. Sam was asking, have you ever encountered uh, where children didn't want to cooperate with the sale process? You ever had that? No, I have not. I have not. Uh, Because I think usually the children are pretty happy to have someone step in and take over and and guide their parents. So it takes them out of the out of the loop. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had children that have been uncooperative with um with helping. I mean, I've had some really unruly children that they wouldn't help their parents sign things or wouldn't um wouldn't go finish cleaning out the houses, but those were just bad children. They were not uh they were happy to get their parents moved wherever they needed to move, but they wouldn't they were uncooperative that way. But no, I've never had someone that that disagreed with what their parents' decisions have been. And I've worked with a lot of seniors, so that's not something that's ever popped up. Yeah. There you go. That's a good question. Hope but, I don't ever have to deal with that one. <laughs> you may have changed me now. <laughs> the, the, this is this has been great, Dolly. I tr- I truly appreciate you being here and just kind of sharing this. You've you've had so much experience in this area, so it's really it's just it's nice to dive into it with you. Well, it's been fun. I, I appreciate you having me on. So, if anybody has questions, you know where to find me now. Yeah, guys, we'll, we'll be back here tomorrow. We got Amy Izzo doing Spilling Tea with Amy and Dolly. Uh, we put, we'll put your contact info in the show notes also. I've dropped in the chat box and people okay. can reach out. This is awesome. All right. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Thank bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.